wake up, wake up, N-A-B. Wake up, wake up, N-A-B. We've been up since half past three. We've been up since half past three. On this particular podcast, we're going to address why everybody quits during training. Now, it's common knowledge that nobody ever DORs, drops on request, or quits training. They all break a leg. Everybody's got a broken leg, but none of them ever quit. And so that's what we want to talk about here is some of the reasons and things that people quit, you know, why, what, what rationale they put into their heads to justify them quitting. I mean, just to start it off, I've known guys that when they go to boot camp and they have to do a PST and all of a sudden they're not there with their girlfriend, boyfriend, dog, cat, mom, dad, and they're on their own and they really didn't want to do this. They just want, thought it was going to be cool. And now reality hit and they're like, well, how do I get out of this? I know I'll fail a PST. If I fail a PST, that's not quitting. Yes, it is, guys. It's quitting. If you fail PST, it counts as a drop-on request, a DOR, and you're never going to be able to go back to the pipeline again. So that one doesn't work. So there's one of them right there. I mean, what's what do you guys? What have you guys heard? So what I've heard, and it kind of makes me mad when I think about it. I hear uh, kids will say, "Well, you know, I quit. I didn't quit. You know, as a you know, my family. I didn't want to put my family through this. So you know, I'm not going to you know continue on. Well, essentially quitting. But what strikes me and kind of um, makes me a little upset about that is the whole, you know, you, your family life is way better in these communities um, for sure. So if, if you really love your family, you need to graduate um, because life in the military is hard in general, but it's even harder in the, in the fleet. So sticking it out and being in these, uh, communities is way better. The The support for the family is way better. Um, the quality of life is better. Everything is better in these programs. So don't, that's, that's not an excuse. That's a horrible, horrible way to think. Um, and you know, like for example, I was on a deployment in Iraq, a combat deployment. Um, wife was pregnant. I flew back after an operation uh, for, for my son's birth. Um, back to the States, was able to be there for the birth, and then uh, spent a week with them, and then I flew back to Iraq, uh, finished out my deployment. So nowhere else in the U.S. Navy uh, will that happen, I will, I promise you. So if you, if you really love your family, uh, get, get that out of your head right now. So That's a good point. Also, how often do we stand duty in our communities? For me, it was once a month. You know, I... Yep. If that, sometimes, you know, once a month. And duty is where you're there overnight, you know, like for 24 hours. And we do it once a month. I was talking to one of the sailors, and he was like, yeah, the dog watch. I go, dog watch? What's that? He goes, that's when you're on a ship, and you're on duty, and you have to maintain on the ship, being on the ship the whole weekend, you know, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then Monday, you go right, you stay there, and you work all day. That's a dog watch. I've never heard of a damn dog watch. I didn't know what dog watch was. We never did that. We had duty once a month, if that. Or they have their uh, port starboard duty, where you're on duty, you know, one day on, one day off. So, you know, these guys that are sitting there saying, oh, it's not for me. 
That's just an excuse and such BS. Now, I tell these guys when I hear that, you know, you're right. It's not for you. You know, you don't want a job where you only have to stand duty once a month. You know, yeah. And, you know, you don't want a job where, you know, they're going to make you work out every day where you have to work out every day. Nah, that's not, I can see where that wouldn't be for you. And the money sucks too. Why would you want extra money? You know, extra jump pay, dive pay, demo pay, pro pay, all these different pays you can get. I mean, that sucks. That adds up to about $1,000, $1,100 more a month. <clears throat> nah, yeah, that's not for you. Family doesn't need that. Family doesn't need that. They'd rather see you on a ship making less money and not having any fun and not having a family life. Yeah, I can see where that'd be more for you. Yeah, not getting basic allowance for housing, living in the post-deployment retreat to Disneyland. De- that's decompression. Decompression. That's decompression. Right. It's true. So not only, not only did they send us to Germany for a week, uh, not with our family, but just us on en route back to the States, but once we got back to the States... They send your entire family, EOD guys, everybody that's part of the deployment, uh, for a weekend uh, in to Disneyland. Um, no joke. So, uh, you know, I don't think you'd want that. So, go ahead and go ahead and quit. Yep. What about the guys going to medical? What do they call those medical guy? You know, every 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 Friday when it's like a hard workout or something, they go to medical instead. Medical lifers. I can't remember what. Uh, I can't remember the term for it. Sick bay commandos. Sick bay commandos. Yes, that's it. Sick bay commandos. Yeah. That's where, like, every Friday when they have Fridays is when you usually have your long run. Like in the SEAL teams, when I was there, we'd go to one of the parks, state park. Either you know, it depends on if you're East Coast or West Coast, which park you went to. And it could be anywhere from a six to a thirteen mile run that day. Normally, every day is like a four mile run on average. I'd say when you say after your workouts and that. But Friday was a long run and stuff. Or, you know, if you did Monster Mash, which is really cool. Yeah, swim, run, you know, swims. Yeah. Swim, run, swims, swim, run, swims. And we used to do them with skydiving. Or, you know, we'd jump out, hit the ground, pack our chute, and then uh, run to a location, jump in the water and swim, get out of the water, and there'd be a barbecue, you know. But, uh, hey, nah, you don't want to do that. Quit. Go into the regular Navy. That way you don't have to do that kind of stuff. You just sit there and work 12-hour days. Yeah, that's more for me. So you don't want to be that guy either, and there's a lot of guys like that in the selection process and the prep courses that they're sick bay commandos, and they know it, guys. The instructors have a tally, a tab on every single one of you. And if you start a reputation of being a sick bay commando like that, they're going to get rid of you. They know if you're really hurt. There's a difference between hurting, being hurt, and being injured. You're going to hurt. That's called muscle breakdown. You're going to rebuild and get stronger and faster and all that. So there's a difference between hurting and being injured. Don't be that guy that runs to the doctor every time you're hurt. If you're not used to hard work and you don't want to work hard, then, yeah, don't do these programs. So those are all reasons to quit, you know. And when you're in training, when an instructor's sitting there pinging on you, and I was an instructor, when they're telling you that you're a piece of shit, you need to quit, while you hear it, they're going to put doubt in your mind. Do not accept that. Like I said in other podcasts, they're professional assholes. They're going to do everything in their power to get you to quit. Don't accept it. Don't fall for it. You know, any excuse will work. If you want to quit, they don't. nobody gives a crap why you quit. If you quit, bottom line, you quit. Now you're a regular Navy guy. We don't care. Absolutely. You're not part of our community. Go away. Have a good life. So if you want to be a part of this tight-knit, you know, community where it's high speed, low drag, 
The money's phenomenal. We don't do it for money, but boy, I tell you what, I have to put food on a table, and I got a wife, and I got kids. Money comes in really, really handy. And the more I make, the better off my family's going to be. You know, and like uh, that's what we just want to talk about today is you know what 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 are the reasons to quit? And if you ever start feeling that way, make it to the next meal. Don't ever quit on emotion. Don't ever quit when it's hard. Make it past the next meal. Think about it and then see if you really want to quit. Or the next day. Take take it all one activity at a time. But this crap, and Chief Miller's right, man. I'm the same way. That just drives me nuts when I hear guys go, oh, it's not for me. Well, it sure as hell was for you when you were in depth. Mm-hmm. It sure as hell was for you, you know, when you're sitting there with your girlfriend and mom and dad and puffing your chest out and acting like a badass. Going to the uh, tattoo shop and be like, yeah, I'm setting an appointment to get a trident. Yeah. Swick pin tattoo right here. Yeah, as soon as I graduate. Yeah. Oh, Guys, not, but it wasn't for you. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't for and you. It's just the same kind of mentality when they say, oh, my leg got injured. I was med dropped. In reality, you know, most of them, that was just self-doubt is why they dropped. That's right. And they couldn't take the pain. They, they thought, oh, if, I, if we're doing this now, how am I going to do the next evolution? Because I had no energy now. How am I going to continue? Because they hadn't got to that point to where they overcome that mental block, you know, they, you, you, where you think your body can't go any further. And once you get past that, you realize you can push your body past a lot more than you think you can. It's amazing how much you can push your body. Yeah, I mean, I had a torn Achilles tendon. Doctor told me I was done. No walking for 12 weeks. No running for 12. 24 weeks of no before I could run, they said. I didn't care. I wanted this bad. I was in the regular Navy. You could have cut my damn me groins too. off, cut both legs off, and I would have I would have waddled through that damn old course and shit and through Hell Week. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I did a nine-month deployment on an aircraft carrier. Every day was like Groundhog Day. It was the shittiest the same thing day, every day of my life. It, I was walking through the same P-ways, doing the same things that, um, you know, just felt like I was wasting away. And that, to me, was more mentally tough than any training that I did because I knew how bad I wanted it, you know. And, um, yeah, you know, that's funny you say that. You were on a ship, right? I was on shore duty in Roosevelt Roads, Puerto Rico, man. It was a paradise. Totally sucked being in the Navy in that paradise. You know, I was working with losers, people that never worked out. Exactly. Bad personalities. I mean, not personalities so much. Uh, bad attitudes. attitudes. It was always F this, F that. You know, no drive. It was not the type of life and lifestyle that I wanted. Yeah, the and people that I worked with, there was no camaraderie. There was only, uh, you know, just selfishness. We're not saying the Navy is a bad place to be. We're just saying it's a bad place for us because we're a different caliber. We're A-type personalities. We want more out of life than just the norm. If you want the norm, go to McDonald's or, you know, start your own business. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things you could do. But with these in the military – in this realm of influence that we have, we wanted more. I love getting paid to work out every day. I love those special pays. How I got guys that come in and they were like, when I was a buds instructor, and they're like, they produce a chit and say, "Here's a request, chit. I want to get married." Like, why do you want to get married? Well, I want to make more money, dude. You're gonna lose. You're gonna make a lot less money once you get married because as soon as she finds out that you're not everything she thought you were, and she divorces you, now she's gonna have everything that you got. So you don't get married just to make money. If you want to make money, do one of these programs and get all the specialties in that that we do. And then you can have the lifestyle, the quality of life, 
we're professional athletes. Don't you guys agree? I mean, all, yeah. we work out for a living. This is all we do. And, so, and our normal workouts, most people would freak out and there's no way they could handle it. You know, it takes conditioning to get to that point, of course, but we love it. We thrive on it. I mean, I wish I could do it for another 20 years beyond what I did already. It's one of the best parts of being, you know, um, in the community. But you know the beauty of it all? If you want to be a wimp and quit, it's a free country. It's volunteer in, volunteer out. Have you ever? I've had guys that were in the teams that quit. I had guys that they, they did it for a while and they go, and eh, you know, I'm going to do something else. You know, and I've had one guy that dropped his bird, gave forfeited his trident, and went back to the regular Navy. He had a family situation where he thought the regular it was going to be greener on the other side. So he thought by going into the regular Navy it would be easier on his family. Well, that didn't work out. But, you know, it's not always greener on the other side. I mean, we've got a great thing here and stuff. But any excuse will work. That's basically what we're talking about. Any excuse will work. You know, oh, when you, it's not for me. Or, oh, I, I didn't really quit. The instructors pushed me out. I've had guys before that quit and went on Facebook and told her family, like, oh, yeah, you know, this and that happened. And I'd go back on Facebook and I'd go, hey, just to let you all know, he dropped out. He voluntarily quit. He didn't get hurt, you know. And, you know, the family's like, what? You know, I don't care. No way. He wouldn't have done that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He, he wouldn't have done that. He was the biggest stud there was in our household. <clears throat> yeah, okay. So any excuse will work. Don't, don't think negative. Once you start thinking negative, you're going to do it. You're going to quit. So never quit until after the next meal or even the next day. Yeah. Never, never let emotion sink in. Block emotion. You guys agree with that? I mean, don't think about, don't think about emotions. I mean, don't, don't feel sorry for yourself for a second. If you do, you're going to go down a negative path. One of the guys that I heard of that made it through training was doing log PT like many hundreds of thousands of other guys. And instructors coming up to him tell him, you need to quit because you're holding back your team. Oh, there's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're underneath an IBS, and ducking boats is not a good thing where, you know, you're not pulling your load. Yeah, you might hurt like everybody else, but try not to duck boats because your team is going to get try to work on getting rid of you and pushing you out. Never quit for your team. It'd be like going on a mission, sitting there, and you're a sniper, and you get shot in the arm, and then you go, oh, guys, I just got shot. You know, I can't shoot my sniper rifle. Uh, now you got to drag me out. Uh, I'm just holding you back. Uh, I'll just shoot myself in the head. You're not going to do that shit. No, you're going to sit there. What else can you do? You're still part of the team. Yeah, you can't shoot a sniper rifle. Somebody else can. You have a pistol. You can still take out targets. You have a set of eyes. You still will be eyes on target. You can grab the radio and make comms. So you're still productive. You're still usable. Everybody always says, don't give up and don't quit for anybody. That is BS. When you quit, now you quit, and guess what? When you go through Hell Week, here's the thing, too. When you're going through Hell Week, and we all did that, it's guys are thinking, like, well, I'm holding my boat crew back. I'm going to quit. You know what? When you graduate Hell Week that day, you graduate. It doesn't matter if you were the biggest piece of shit in the world, and you held them back like nobody's business. The day you graduate Hell Week, you know, and that's only a one-week process, nobody cares. All they're thinking about is, wow, I made it through Hell Week. There's no pass-fail. There's no pass-fail. You just do it. You just do it. You make it to the end. You're either going to be a – at the end of Hell Week, you're going to be one of two people. You're either going to be a trainee in the pro program or you're going to be a regular Navy sailor. And the beauty is, like we said, it's a free country. It's your choice. And if 80% of the guys that don't – what is it? 
3% of the people that don't make it through training, it's all self-induced. It was their decision. Mm -hmm. Were they influenced by the instructors? You're a piece of shit. You need to quit. You're holding everybody back. Your class leader comes after you. Man, you're holding us back. You're hurting these other guys. You need to quit. That's outside influences. No matter what is thrown at you, it's always 100% your decision to quit. And if you quit, then you get, you know, we're happy for you. Hope you enjoy your life in a regular Navy. So it's, it's basically there's outside influences, but it's always your decision. There's a small percentage that fail academically. They might fail dot physics or something like that, or maybe a performance drop. But we can see through that too. If you just wimp out and grab the wall when they tell you not to grab the wall, you just DOR. You drop down request. You chose to do that. We had one guy. Did I tell you guys about the guy that made it through EOD school and he came back to visit me and he was telling me about treading water? The only thing he had to do for treading water was two criteria. Hold on to the brick. Do not drop the brick to the bottom of the pool. And do not grab the side of the pool. Well, he's treading water and he's like, Damn, my legs are killing me. He goes, oh, my God, what am I going to do? He goes, oh, I know. He took a really deep breath, went down to the bottom of the pool, laid on the bottom of the pool, let his legs relax a little bit. When he needed to, he stood up, flutter kick, kicked up to the surface, nice. started treading water again. Instructor's like, what the hell are you doing? We told you to tread water. And they're just laying into him like, you're good. And he looked at the clock and he goes, holy shit, that was a whole minute went by already. And they had to do it for five minutes. I only got four more minutes. So what do you do? He's like, ah, these guys are yelling at me. Screw that. Took another breath. <laughs> Went down and laid on the bottom. Relax when he needed to. Didn't drop the brick. Did not touch the wall. When he needed to, he treaded back up. Treading water again and kept doing that. When he got done, they chewed his ass for about 10 minutes. You failed. Get over there and DUR. He goes, well, I thought the criteria was don't drop the brick. Did I drop the brick? No. Uh, I didn't touch the wall. I made it five minutes, right? Yeah, you pass. Get over there. And that's what they're looking for. And that's what they're looking they're for. They're looking for that confidence and that mental fortitude to, you know, say, no, I did complete that, but you got to justify it, you know. Think that's out, right. Got to think outside the box, stay creative, and don't give in to fear. You know, everybody's going to experience fear. It's, you can use that as fuel. No, absolutely. And the instructors will play so many head games with you. Like my one kid that sat there and he's sleeping during Hell Week. And they woke him up and they said, okay, paperwork's ready. Come on in and sign it. And he's like, what? And they're in hell week. He's passed out asleep and they wake him up and they go, come on, go sign your paperwork. You know, what paperwork? Was, oh, the DOR paperwork. He goes, I didn't DOR. <clears throat> you know, oh, well, yeah, you did. It's like, you don't remember? And he's like, no, I didn't DOR. Well, yeah, you did. And the instructor's going to tell a convincing story. And he's like, you just don't remember. You just don't remember. It's like, you've been sleeping for another half hour. I said, what it was? We were all in our tent having lunch, dinner. And all of a sudden, you came walking in, and you said, screw this, I'm done, I, this is not for me, I'm going to quit, I want a DOR right now. And we're like, dude, you know, it's hell week, you're tired, go back and lay down, think about it, you know, we're going to give you another chance, go lay down. So you did, and then uh, you came back again, and you said, no, I quit, that's it, and, okay, we'll get the paperwork ready, go back and sleep, we'll wake you up. And that's what happened. So here we are, paperwork's ready, come sign it. Screw that, I didn't quit. And he knew he didn't quit. He did not fall into their game and go, well, maybe I did. No, you didn't. So he kept on going. You know what? There were four guys that walked out of the tent when they woke them all up that walked over and signed the paperwork. That reminds me of a story in Hell Week. We uh, were doing um, 
drills on NAB and they would have us run from Turner Field into the water and then we'd have to swim out around the, 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 the buoy and back. And where we got out was like 100 yards away from where we got in. And we just kept doing it. And it was night and everybody's tired and it was miserable. Just hours and hours and hours. And finally the instructors start playing the games, just like you said. And they said, oh, just a couple more times, two more times. So we did it two more times. We get back and they're like, oh, just kidding. So we ran down to the water's edge and I'm getting ready to get in the water. And the uh, instructor's like, hey, get over here. And he, he uh, starts pulling all the kids to the side. He's like, okay, just do some jump jacks. Keep warm. And uh, I'll be darned, about five, ten kids, did. they just quit because they thought they were going to have to get back in the water because they had it in their mind, okay, yeah. just one more time, you know, yeah. and then, okay, two more times, and then, like, oh, no, and then they saw us all standing there, but they had already quit, so yep. it's those games, it's hilarious. Absolutely, yeah. you go on conditioning runs, and you'll circle back, you'll get to where you think's a halfway point, the instructor will turn around, act like he's running back. You'll get right next to your water canteen, and you're like, thank God I can drink some water right now. And he'll just run right past it and turn around and keep going. And it's just those mental those mental head games that yeah. get to people. It's never, hilarious. So never focus on time or distance or repetition. No. Just just do it. And the instructors have so much fun. It, have you ever seen – you, you all have kids. So you know when your kids do something really, really bad and you know it's bad, but you're laughing your ass off? And I had a, one of my nephews did that. The word truck. The kids learn how to talk. He had a little truck. It's like, show grandma your truck. And he grabbed the truck and he goes, fuck, fuck. And everybody's like, ooh, would turn around and start laughing. You know, you're like, you don't want the kid to see how you're laughing. Because then they'll repeat it. Yeah. He'll repeat it again. You know he did something wrong and you want to make sure he knows he did something wrong. But you're like, oh my God, can't believe my kid just said that word. The instructors do the same thing, guys. It's the same thing. You'll sit there and do something stupid like that, and we'll try not to bust a gut laughing at you and stuff like that, you know. But they're having fun out there, too. Man, when you guys are in the water and you're doing surf passage, what are we doing? The only thing we don't have on the beach with us is cards numbered 1 to 10. Because we're up there making bets on who's going to wipe out, which guy's going to quit next, you know, all this type of stuff. So the instructors are having fun, fun with it at your expense. Or I love it, the one where the instructors are sitting there like, you've been in the water for a, a half hour, and the instructor will walk up and go, hey, instructor, hey, man, you know what? I just found out they canceled this next evolution so we can keep them here for another three hours. And guys will hear that, three hours, and they quit. And then he goes, all right, hey, everybody out of water, let's break for chow. And the guy standing there on the side to just quit. They're like, wait a minute, I could have kept on going. You could have, but you didn't. Absolutely. Are you going to quit in combat like that? You can't do that in combat. When you're sitting there, if a firefight breaks out and shit like that, you can't put down your weapon for a minute. You can't look at the bad guys and raise your hand and go, oh, training time out. This is where you have to prove yourself. They're training you guys to become warriors. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for guys that have their head on right, that can make it through the head games and, you know, all the highs and lows. Another reason that, that I just thought of, Chief Miller had, had tapped on it before about staying up all night, cleaning your room, getting your uniforms nice and spiffy. And then the instructors, the next morning, they fail you. I've seen that crush souls of so many. And they just, how, how could they fail me? They take it personal. Oh, my God, I stayed up. If I can't pass it, how am I ever going to pass it? And they let it get to them. But you got to understand that 
they already had a set number of people they were going to fail, and everyone's going to get beat regardless. It was part of the plan. You know, some of my, one of my favorite experiences really was when I was a SEAL instructor was the performance boards. You go to a performance board when you screw up and stuff, and there was three types of students that went to a performance board. First off, the instructors are in there, and we're taking the records, and we're passing them back and forth, and we go, hey, what about this guy? And say this guy was a high, hard charger. Like, man, this guy tries really hard. He's a hard charger. Yeah, but this is his multiple attempt to pass this, and he's still not passing. So we take a vote on it. Hey, you know what? This guy, he's got a lot of drive. He's dumber than a bag of rocks, kind of like a Marine, but I tell you what, he can, no, I'm just kidding. But, but he can, but, you know, he's, we need guys like that. Oh, all right, we'll give him our chance. Okay, so we put that folder down. The kid doesn't know this. They're not in there. They're outside. Then he got the next guy. Well, what about this guy? Oh, man, this is his first failure. He's the, the guy, you know, he does academically very well and physically he does very well, and it's only his first failure. And then another couple of instructors go, yeah, but he is the biggest turd in his class. His class hates him. He's not a team player. Did you guys notice that every time we bring the IBSs in and stuff, we need to clean the boat's net? He's always the first guy in the shower. While everybody else is still doing work and cleaning, he's in the showers. We don't want that kind of guy. He's not a team player. Huh? Hey, good point. And let's get rid of this guy. Even though he only failed once, he's gonna, we'll get rid of him. The other, guys, the other guy failed multiple times. But he's got the right attitude, a lot of drive, and he tries hard. We're going to keep him. And then you got this other guy, and he's like, hey, uh, what about this guy? You pass a fuller around like uh, nobody knows who this guy is. He's that guy who kind of stays in the middle, does everything he's supposed to do, doesn't fail anything. Gray man. The gray area, the gray man. And so he's like in the middle, like, yeah, let's talk to him and see what his, where his head is. So we have a definite let's keep, a definite let's get rid of, and one it's like, let's see what the kid has to say. So it's so cool because you're sitting there and you have a panel and you got all the instructors sitting there and these kids come in and they're intimidated as hell. You know, it's like, first question is, you know, like, you know why you fucked up, why you failed? Well, yeah, I failed to run or whatever. You know, it's like, why the hell do you think we should keep you here? You know, you can't keep up. You can't do it. You know, you're, you're a failure. You know, why the hell do we, would we want to even give you another shot? Why should we give you another shot? Uh, you better have an answer. Or my favorite was, you've already failed twice, we're shit-canning you. What's your other option? What are your other options? Well, I'd like to go into regular Navy and be a cook. Okay, great. There you go, man. We were going to give you another shot, but since that's your second choice, we're going to give that to you. Yep. You're out of here. You're in regular Navy. There can never be a second choice. And it's so fun because they come in, and these guys are, like, so intimidated. We've got guys bawling, you know, crying. And you have to not laugh. As an instructor, you have to be that professional asshole. You know, and the guy's sitting there like in tears, like, you know, and we were going to keep him anyway. You know, and they can talk you into making him go away. Exactly. You know, here, this guy, hey, we, this guy's, that first guy, the guy, and that's the guy that was crying. He's like, you know, it's like, uh, we're going to give him another chance, you know, but then uh, he's already accepted the fact that, you know, he's going to sign his, Paperwork and, you know, quit. So bottom line there is don't fall for the rumor that there is a set number of passing, failing for anything that you do. It's criteria that we can use for or against you. If we like you, we can keep you. If we don't like you, it's a reason to get rid of you. So don't sit there. And so many of the students thought this way. Well, they got to give us three chances. Oh, really? No, we don't. You know? 
And so that the dynamics to that was always a lot of fun to participate in, you know, with, yeah. with these guys like that. It was like, well, we wanted to keep this guy, but he had a second choice. So we're like, okay, great, take it. If he didn't use his second choice here, what's to say he's not going to use it two weeks from now, exactly. a month from now, or when he's in the community, when it gets hard. And uh, Roger, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. So to best prepare, let's say, a, 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 a candidate had it bored, he failed a run or something, what would be the best way for him to prepare himself mentally to go on that board? Would just ensure that he projects all the motivation that he has, you know? What, what the you thing think? we looked at, don't be timid. You know, we're sharks. Instructors are sharks and students are mentalists. Be forthcoming, be precise, have conviction in your tone, and let them know exactly what, what your intentions are. You don't want to quit. You want to be there. I feel, damn, here, I was one of the diving gurus, man. I taught Dreger and Open Circuit and Mark 15 and Emerson. You know, back in the 70s and early 80s, we had the Emerson dive rigs. Gave them all the North Koreans, or the Koreans, you know, a shitty rig. But anyway, so when I was in training, I failed dive physics. And I ended up being one of the gurus in diving once I got to the teams. But when I failed dive physics, I was scared shitless. I thought, oh, my God, I'm done. I'm doomed. They're going to they're gonna get rid of me. So they're like, okay, we're going to give – and they boarded me. They're like, why should we keep you here? I said, because I want to be a SEAL. There's no way in hell I want to go to regular Navy. This is all I've ever wanted. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to be. You know, I will do anything in my power. I know it was the dumbest thing I've ever done. I didn't – I apparently didn't study hard enough, but I know I can pass this. I know I can ace it. Please give me another chance. I beg and pleaded. And yeah, they and, did. And what's important, you don't – Try you you admit your faults. Yes, you take thank accountability you. for you know the reason why you failed. That's one of the biggest pieces that we never yep. talk about is being accountable, taking accountability absolutely. for your own actions. And you're absolutely right. And they look for that. That's oh, yeah. all the time, all biggest, the time. Biggest piece of that pie. I would all say all the time. And when it's you know, so when you're in there, yeah, you got to make excuses. Don't make excuses. What we're trying to say. Have reasons, but not excuses. Mm-hmm. It's like the kid that comes up and fails a PST. It's like, well, I don't want to make up any, I don't want to have excuses. Well, what happened? Well, you know, I just got out of the hospital yesterday with pneumonia. Well, that's not an excuse. That's a reason why, why you didn't perform good. Same thing here. And I told him, I didn't, apparently I didn't study hard enough, but I know I can do it. Exactly. I love math. And they kept me there and I aced it. And I go, wow, I aced it. They go, yeah, but you only get a 70 minimum score. Yep. I'm like, well, okay. Well, yeah, it's your second test, so that's all you get. Hey, I'm still in training. I don't care if you give me a 20 and I pass and you keep me here. I don't care. I'm on. Move on. And that goes back to where you can be, you know, you get your driver's license. Many have heard that story. I don't know if you made a podcast about it, but no. you can be the best driver to go through your driver's test. And everybody, if you pass, either you're the best or you barely pass, everybody comes out with that driver's license. There's no... Yeah, you're going to sit there and say... Uh, don't worry about me. I'm not going to take my driver's license today because my buddy got a 95 and I only got a 70. So I'm going to wait and study and retake it again. But you got your driver's license. Oh, I don't want it. I want to do better on the test. Some guys have that mentality. It's stupid, you know. Yeah, and you're right. They got to realize you got past evolution, past fail evolutions. You know, you have to get a minimum score on a physical. You know, when you're doing it. Have you guys done it like on the old course? You did the best old course time you've ever had in your life. 
which was a short spanner, a month or two or whatever, but you got the best time you've ever gotten in your life. And then what happens the next time you go out there and do it? You have to do better than your last time. Have you ever thought like I have? It's like, how the hell am I going to do better than my last? You don't realize it, but every day that you're there, you get better and better and better and better and better. And you do it by one second better. You know, a pass is a pass. Yep. Are they going to fail you because you don't do better? No. They'll fail. You know, if you fail the timeline that you're supposed to get, the minimum time, yeah, now they have reason they could get rid of you if they wanted or, you know, fail you for that evolution. You get a red mark in your record. But not because you didn't perform at your best and do better in your last time. You the didn't worst, hit another PR. Yeah. The worst that could come of that, you know, would just be, oh, this guy's, a, you know, the fastest runner in the class. He didn't put out today. Let's let's give him some extra attention, some special yeah. attention. You'll just get a beatdown session, you know. But yeah. that just makes you stronger. So it absolutely does. So that anything else you guys want to add on, or we'll call that a day for our That's podcast? Great. All right. So you guys stand by and watch these podcasts. Get on here. Take them to training with you. You know you can't print out the paperwork if you're too lazy to read or you don't want to print that out. Have these podcasts. Have the website with you when you get the training. Yeah, and even even better. While you're doing chores around the house, you're cutting the grass, you're taking out the trash, pop some headphones in, and you can have these playing while you're doing stuff throughout your day, and they'll stick into your mind. Good so point. it's very good for time management Yep. to do that. All right. Well, you all have a good... Wake up, wake up, N-A-B. Wake up, wake up, N-A-B. We've been up since half past three. We've been up since half past three.